Hello and welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein and this week we will be talking about Monday Night Raw for October 3rd, 2016. Joined once again by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Geary and of course Matt Morgan. Matt, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm digging the Macho Man shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of my favorites. Cool. That's a good look. Uh, so Monday Night Raw tonight. Uh, initial reactions, Matt. I heard uh, you dig the main event. You dig what it went down tonight. Love the main event. I called my wife in the room and rewound a little bit toward the end. That's why I was late coming on here. Um, it was that damn good. It was great. Yeah, Raj. What'd you think of the show? I thought, I thought it was good. I thought it was. I mean, you know, uh, outside of the the title change, I thought Jericho and, and I thought Jericho was fantastic. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, overall, I thought it was a good show. Nothing, again, nothing monumental. Nothing. It felt like nothing big happening outside the women's title change. But, but overall, it was uh, it was entertaining. Yeah, and not to downplay that. I mean, so we had a women's main event match between Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Sasha did indeed win, uh, making her now a two-time WWE Women's Champion. And was this the first women's main event in in a while? I was trying to think of the last time it's actually been in the main event. And uh, do you know Raj off the top of your head when that was? Uh, no, I don't. I know they've they've had like a women's contract signing segment as the main event before. Um, yeah. I can't remember the. I can't remember a match though. Yeah, so we might literally be going all the way back to Lita versus Trish is the last time there was a women's well, No, 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 no. I think these two have done a main event before. I could be wrong. I think these two have main evented Raw, but I don't quote me. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, because I thought – I remember people saying, like, this was the first women's main event since Lita oh, wow. and Trish. So. Oh, yeah. okay. And then, no, no, not tonight, but whatever the last time was. Yeah, okay. The last time they did it. So, so it's been a while. We can't recall. I'm sure someone in the comments will fact-check us on this and be able to hit us with the details. But, uh, yeah, I think they made it count. You know, with uh, 20 minutes left in the show, they did a great match. And uh, I think the title change was was really nice to see uh, on an episode of Monday Night Raw. I think otherwise uh, there were some other developments on the show, but that certainly overshadowed the rest. So that being said, let's jump right in and talk about what opened the show this week. Uh, same as last week, we had uh, Roman Reigns coming out to the Los Angeles crowd tonight, uh, continuing his storyline with Rusev. Um, Matt, how did you feel about this two weeks in a row? shifting the main focus to, to Roman and Rusev. It, it gives it that importance feeling, obviously. That's what they're trying to, to, to do. But when are they just going to – I don't – it's not giving up, you know. It, it's taking your talent using it to, to, to their utmost potential. And right now, his utmost potential to make that money is not babyface. And I don't know why they keep trying to ram this square peg through that circular hole. I don't understand it. I don't know what else needs to happen. But by now, go back to when Rock, you know, people were yelling, you know, chanting, die, Rocky, die, along with getting an injury at an appropriate time as well, helped out. He comes back as a heel and lights everything on fire. Um, it, it, I don't know what needs to happen here. I don't know when they lost such touch or just being st stupidly stubborn and fighting and going against the grain. They're burying this, this tremendous athlete. I mean, look, watch Roman's work. There's not that many holes in his game right now, and I don't know what else needs to happen for them to finally let him be used to his fullest potential. Let him be a heel. He's begging to be a heel. Let him be the heel. Yeah, I agree. I, I felt like they're almost turning Rusev babyface in this. <laughs> yes. You know, the fans are chanting for Rusev. He got a big pop when his music hit. Uh, you know, the stuff with him and with Roman Reigns and Lana. Lana almost seemed like 
you know, she was the sympathetic baby face in that exchange because Roman was coming off as a prick while Lana is, you know, talking about how important her husband is and, and family is. So it, it was just a, a weird disconnect with the creative team as far as how they're presenting these guys. Um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought it would make sense to kind of get the heat back on Rusev and have him standing tall at the end of the segment since Roman was last week and Roman just won the title. But, you know, they got several more weeks to do it. So, um, but yeah, I completely agree, Matt. I mean, it, it sounds like a broken record how many times yeah. we've said it, but uh, I mean, it's, it's clear that Vince just will not change his mind about it. Yeah. And even after the wellness policy violation, I mean, Roman just right back in the spotlight two weeks in a row opening the show. Uh, well, uh, he's opening the show, but it wasn't the main event, you know, yeah. uh, the segment. <laughs> And it's not that. It's them blatantly ignoring the fans. They're really just straight up ignoring them. And I don't want to hear this 50-50 split BS. We're doing that because we're hope- we say that with kind of hope for Roman when we say that. But let's call it, you know, a spade a spade. It's, that's not, it's not the ultimate babyface reaction you want. I don't want to hear this. Well, at least he's getting a reaction. That's not <laughs> what you guys designed this by. Let's be 100% real. To the writing team at WWE, you did not design Roman Reigns to have a 50-50 split reaction from the crowd. You didn't. Right. Yeah. No, I know. I know. You know, I was surprised. I caught up on so I missed out last week on our podcast, but I went back today and watched Raw from last week. I was amazed that the first half hour of the show was that match with him and Rusev last week. I mean, I think just putting Roman front and center, like you guys are saying, is if the fans aren't behind you, <clears throat> that is there's a ballsy move. To make you the opening segment of Raw two weeks in a row because that sets the tone, right? People but but but, but it's, we we do that because we call what stealing a pop. You steal yeah. a pop with the opening match, right? And you're the babyface. It's supposed to be the easiest reaction of the night. They cheer for the friggin' janitor if he opened the the, the, <laughs> the, the, the show. Okay, so that that's living proof that this is not working. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Lana, I mean, Lana uh, was getting chance tonight. I mean, yeah, definitely. I see what you guys are saying about the Anybody crowd would have, you would have gotten chance. Well, you know, I'm over they would have, they, were, they would have referred you to as that guy, <laughs> but you would have been over. <laughs> uh, so moving on, they had uh, TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick. I thought this was really interesting uh, because, once again, I know this, this had one of my pet peeves where Brian Kendrick won against Perkins, uh, but of course, non-title match. Yeah. You know, the great so, cheat. Glenn, you just watched last week's show. Didn't they say that this was a title match? I, th- I th- they were billing it, I believe, as a rematch, I believe was the language. They never said it was for the title. I didn't think it was for the title. I but, thought uh, it was going to be. I, I was disappointed. Yeah, I, I really thought it was supposed to be, too. And it's weird. Like, when you have a non-title match, announce it. You say yeah. it in the ring introductions. Have the yeah. commentators mention it on commentary. Because yeah. when Kendrick won, I think the majority of people thought that was a title change. Yeah. And, you know, it, it 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 just just announce it. Make, make it a point that, you know, respect your titles and make it a point that if a match is non-title, that is not non-title. Good point. And it's odd, too, because, I mean, it seems to me like uh, like – you know kendrick is the most storytelling they're doing with the cruiserweights i mean you know we talked about this two weeks ago about how they're treating them like an exhibition you know like the rodeo coming in um and with kendrick i mean they're really putting over the story his last chance he's not getting any younger he's got to do this and it just felt weird to me to to have that happen and it was like oh he won but it's a non-title match here's uh, just me step it this is exactly what it is they're not having they're not putting any focus on their cruiserweights and all this is is wow brian kendrick at least has some Thing. let's just go with that 
Yeah. This isn't anything they're doing by design with Brian. This is Brian beating on their door nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and giving them material because Brian is so passionate about this business. One of the most passionate guys I've ever been in a ring with. Well, plus he's the only one that's shown like real charisma uh, yeah, as far as promos yep. and just everything. I mean, TJ, uh, you know, I, I, I love him in the ring, but man, yeah. he's, you know, it's, I think you said it last week, Matt, uh, that he looks like he's from high school and, yeah. uh, and just, you know, a, a, a drawing champion and granted the cruiserweight title is not drawing or anything right now. Uh, but you know, Kendrick is the guy as far as charisma and stuff goes, even though athletically he does the less of, you know, the yeah. least of, of the guys. Shocking. That isn't, that, isn't that shocking how that works? Well, and he's been through the system, right? I mean, these other guys, uh, the cruiserweights, they never sat in the promo class at NXT. I mean, they might have had a crash course in doing this. They might have someone working with them now. But I mean, Matt, you could come back yeah, tomorrow and by default, if having been through the process true. before, you know, you could smoke these guys on camera and cutting a promo because they, they don't have that experience. Well, That's a lot true. of these and, and a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of this smaller talent that, that do insane moves, you know, they're always rehearsing moves. They're not rehearsing, you know, learning character and promos and things like that. And, and it shows there you don't have a because what WWE needs for the cruiserweight division to take off is someone and grant you're not going to find a Conor McGregor, but someone, you know, like that, that can just really go on the mic. That's mm -hmm. great at promos and is good in the ring. And uh, otherwise, it's just going to be flashy moves and the audiences will get tired of that after a while because you yep. see that already on, on the, you know, in the heavyweights. It, it, I think there's a disconnect with the writing team and the cruiserweights as well. I don't think they have a single solitary clue how to, I don't know if the writing team is older nowadays. I don't know really anybody in the writing team nowadays to be able to make that comment, but I'm assuming there's an age difference, a generational, maybe gap, a generational gap even. Um, and I don't think they know how to write for these guys. So it's on the cruisers to step the freak up and take opportunities with this microphone time. Don't be scared to go to, if any of you are watching this, go knock on Vince's door. He gets off on that. Okay. You can only get over by doing that. You cannot possibly mess up here. All right. Knock on his door. Go in there and pick that man's brain. Talk to him. Show that show that you give a crap. Um, he'll be way more emotionally invested in you. He will give you that microphone time because you you set it out on the table that you want it. And then you they'll start developing in you more. The, the writing team will pay more attention to you. It shouldn't be that way, but that's how it is. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on them using the the pink ropes and changing the the apron and everything? I don't know. I mean, the purple rope, sorry. Purple. The first time I didn't even notice it. You you said it on the show, and I was like, holy crap, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing these these, these post-show <laughs> raws with you. I'm supposed to be noticing these things. Um, I was like, shit, I didn't notice that. Um, I, I don't really care. I mean, it's I mean, it's supposed to make it different. If it does make it different, then cool. If somebody watches it, clicking through the channels, and they stop for some stupid reason because it's pink. I don't know what they're thinking, but it's supposed to make it different. I get that's why they're trying to do it. But yeah, yeah, I think as long as I, th I think it's weird because you don't do that for the tag division or, or the women's division, you know, like you but don't have separate themes, <laughs> right? But if it keeps Vince McMahon away from the cruiserweights and you know, just stops that stops him from intermixing them with the heavyweights and start getting oh. squashed by heavyweights, oh. then, then you know, then it's probably a good thing.
Well, but I think it keeps it as a sideshow, though, right? I mean, I, I mean, yeah. ten years ago they would have done this for a divas match, you know, if someone would have had the thought, like, oh, let's change the ropes out for the divas matches, mm -hmm. you know. I think it. Uh, it's not that it delegitimizes it, but it puts no, it, it makes it separate from the show. Um, One thing I wonder if they took my suggestion from last week about putting the show on earlier, because I mean, yeah. the the cruiserweight match earlier, because the the fans were. Yeah. In. No, having it early in the show, they were into this. Well, match. having more than one, Good point. I mean, I think helped integrate it further. But Matt, let me ask you: Do you think a mistake that a lot of uh, call-ups make if they if they're not organically getting a push is that they're just so happy to be in the show and on the main roster that they're not proactively trying to push their character forward? No like you said, no question about it. Uh, even more so than when I was up there. It, it, that started around my time. I would say around two thousand and four ish. Mm -hmm. I started knowing too, but around 04 is when I noticed people started getting a little bit scared to be going to Vince's office. You don't hear as many as those Shawn Michaels stories as you, you used to about Shawn passing that whole line of wrestlers waiting outside of Vince's office and, and just cutting the line and walking in there, putting his feet up on the couch and telling Vince, this is what you're going to do with me. Like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen now. Um, I don't know why it doesn't because if Vince, if Vince is ever going to be a sucker for someone coming in there with balls, I guarantee you he loves Brian Kendrick, by the way. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, I just know it. Um, I don't know what they're waiting for. If any of you are watching, you're going to kick yourself in your own butt by not doing this. Knock on that man's door. If you can get him just a little bit emotionally invested in you, sky's the limit. Number one fan number one fan of the phenomenal one in the comment section suggested putting Enzo in the cruiserweight division. Now that, you know, you, you, the, the quality of wrestling would go down, but immensely, but man, people immensely. would, people would pop for that. You know, people would pop for that huge. Yeah, they would. That's actually, you know what? That's actually a good idea. Dude is super over. Yeah. Get some characters in there. You know, yeah. You've, you've got a lot of great wrestlers. Now. Actually, him versus, him versus Kendrick would be great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what's lacking. I mean, in my opinion, is aside from Kendrick and Perkins, and I mean, with Rich Swan, I mean, they they make Rich Swan's got some character. Yeah, he does. He does. But I feel like with some of the other guys, like I can't name them off the top of my head. You know, it's like they yeah. don't stand out that much to me. Where it's like I'm a fan of X, Y, or Z. But I think the matches are great. That's the thing. It's like the wrestling is fantastic. It's just that you know, it it's a character driven business. Yeah, and yep. tonight I thought this match was really good with Perkins and Perkins and Kendrick. Really good. You know, most of the matches tonight were were solid. So and and this this started that trend. Yeah. So we had the the interview with Rollins after that from Michael Cole. Um, I mean, what do you think? I mean, so is this where do you think we're at in the in the face turn? I mean, it seems like it's it's pretty full on now that you know having Stephanie later point out no authority, no shield. He's an island unto himself right. uh, in in his quest. I mean, have we, have we completed the full face transition in how they're going to treat him now? I thought he already was. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think he has been. I think you know, high fiving the new day and stuff this week added to it. But I thought that that interview was uh, was just bland. You know, it, for a top babyface, that, that's not the kind of you know. For, first of all, if you want to really go all the way with Rollins as babyface, he needs to stop acting like a bit, bitter ex girlfriend. You know, that got dumped by Triple H and Stephanie. <laughs> you know, like he's still like so upset by it. He should be like happy. Like he felt like. You know, they're holding him down. He wanted to be by himself. And they were, you know, he, yeah. it should be like he had been wanting to do that. And they did it anyway. Go back. Go back. WWE. Watch your own stuff. Watch the transition of Randy Orton, uh, you know, uh, transitioning into a babyface champion. 
watch that because he, there was no question he was ready. There was no question that he was a baby face star coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, no question. And the fans were ready for it. And it, it, it was perfect timing. He, he never would act like he was some turned down girlfriend and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and then he, when he's talking about, uh, you know, how, how Owens cheated to win it, but he, you know, he, he did it his way by cashing in money in the bank. It's like, dude, you're being a super hypocrite because at least Kevin Owens wrestled a full match. You went in for, you know, at the end of, <laughs> at the end of a match, wrestled yeah. for like a minute and a half and won the title. It's not just drop, you know, they should just drop all that. He, you know, Kevin Owens just messed with the wrong guy and he's coming after him and he wants his title back. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was interesting. I mean, as well while we're, while we're talking about this, okay. So one, do you guys infer that in kayfabe we're supposed to? I, I'm starting to pick up on this idea that, that there's a tension, like you guys said, ex girlfriend, like that Rollins and Stephanie were carrying on behind Hunter's back. Is is what, what I'm starting to to infer by the way he's he's relating to her and treating her and and talking to her. It makes it seem like they were having an affair or something, and now he feels uh, WWE WWE wouldn't go there. <laughs> oh, they wouldn't go there. No way. Vince wanted Steph to have Vince's kid when they had when they, they had Kurt Angle and Stephanie. One of the hottest angles that they had, where yeah. Kurt, had, you know, had the hots for Steph, and you know, and they just dropped it cold. They, you know, especially with Triple H and Stephanie having kids. There's no way Vince, they, right. n- yeah. none of those guys would go for it. It'd be really interesting, but yeah. they wouldn't go for it. Because no. with the way he's behaving, that's how it's starting to seem to me. Like that's the intention, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know, but you know, maybe I'm reading something that's not there. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the Owens response to Rollins' comment in a little bit, but uh, we came back from that, and we had uh, was was the Susan Komen? Is that correct? That happened uh, immediately after that. I'm looking here at the recap. I'm just making sure we're in the right order. Yeah, so we had uh, the Susan that- Komen. We had uh, some cancer survivors with Enzo and Cass. Um, does does this make me a heel for hating this? Does that make me a bad person? <laughs> I'm being honest. Fans out there, like no. me up on Twitter if I'm being a jerk here about hey, this. I donate. We donate monthly to Komen, but I, I, I find these when they're over touting their charity work, it drives me nuts. You well, know, well, like okay, but okay, but that's not even. It's like uh, it's more about the usage of your coolest act. Okay, Cat, Big Cass, and Enzo. I oh my god, this is how guys get on over. This is how it happens. This is how it starts. Uh, I think the fans. I think because it's them. They. It, it, I don't think it necessarily hurts them. But I see. I definitely get your uh, point. It's. Uh, I, I'm yeah, of two minds about this it. This was. Mean, the, of, yeah. Let John have it. I don't give a crap if he's on another show. Give <laughs> give, give, give Popeye. Let him do that crap. Yeah. They, even those two supposed yeah. to be edgy. They're too cool for that. As horrible as that sounds to me, when I watch a show, they're too cool for that. I agree. Um, and I just, I, they're over, uh, they're over, I mean, they, they do it every year, but just over um, giving themselves way too much credit for, for doing this stuff. And it's nice that they're doing it, but man, they, they beat it over your head. You know who they would love to do it, but he ain't over enough to, for them to be putting him in that spot at the moment. And it's Roman. Roman well, they did it last year. Roman Remember? would be, did he? Because that's yeah. right on the money. <laughs> yeah, He's the did. ideal baby face for that. Yeah, that's who they had last year do it. Yeah, they can't risk it this year, though. They Roman getting booze then, during a fundraising segment? No, they, yeah. they, last year, even, I mean, the fans knew better than the boo Roman last year. So, I mean, even, <laughs> but uh, they did Hogan the year before that and Cena, I think, the year before that. Or maybe Titus and then Cena, but yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I, I see all points with it. I mean, I don't want to be completely cynical about it. I know, you know, some people have issues with Komen. I mean, not with breast cancer research, but with Komen in particular. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh, people seem to be varying opinions online about it. I mean, I thought they at least tried to make it entertaining. I'll give them no. That. Like, I don't mind that they do anything about it. You got to yeah. get. I, I I don't think that's selfish of WWE wanting to get a return on on, on their investment of, oh, yeah, of charity. Yeah. I know that sounds oxymoronic. I get that. I'm saying don't put your edgy characters in that stuff because guess what happens? You round them out. They're no longer edgy. Yeah. They're John Cena wannabes. I don't want that for those two. <laughs> I agree. Uh, it could have been New Day, you know. There you go. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, moving on, let's talk uh, Braun Strowman versus Chase Silver. Uh, so we had a, a local guy. Uh, did, guy did any of you guys – Think he looked like Adam Cole. I saw that. I, I didn't. I didn't think that when I first saw him. No, uh-uh. but a lot of people were saying that. Yeah, that's what I was like. Ah, looks like he could be like his, uh, like a cousin or something. So yeah. what was notable about this match again, and that's why I'm bringing it up, Matt, because I know you don't want to talk about Braun matches unless they're real matches or anything different happens than just him squashing some poor guy. But uh, at the end, he was talking about Mick Foley's got to give him some real competition. So uh, with that being said, uh, take you know both of your predictions. Uh, Matt, you first. Who do you think is real competition for Braun? Um, Alicia Fox. <laughs> Nia Jax. Yeah. Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can see them going with like Luke Harper. Uh, he's supposed to be com- he's coming back to action this week, but you think they just feed him to him like that? Yeah, that's a good. That's a yeah, that's true. Because whoever whoever they give him is gonna get squashed. Oh, since he's been off TV for two weeks and it looks like his gimmick died, Bo Dallas. That's my prediction. Or Darren Young. Yeah. Oh, Darren's yes, on SmackDown, and... isn't he? Oh yeah, you're no no Darren. No, no he's Darren's on. Not. Remember, okay, he's yeah, been feuding with Titus forever, oh, yeah, yeah. and they just yeah, dropped the, it. The feud that'll never. <laughs> that well, apparently is, it has ended. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it. there's people, there's people they can feed to Braun. But I thought today, like Braun talking, that was like, oh man, yeah. you know, less is more, man. Yes. Like, I was actually surprised at how, uh, how much worse I was expecting it to be. I thought, <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought it started off like with that, it started off cheesy with the, but I thought he, he finished it well and, uh, and it made his point, you know. Uh, I don't like when you're trying too hard to sound like a monster, but uh, I, I thought it could have been a lot worse. Raj, I believe that's what George W. Bush called the soft bigotry of low expectations. <laughs> there that you, you go. That you had for Braun. Uh, so yeah, so- no, know your target demographic. Fred is <laughs> out there watching this. I apologize for that. <laughs> hey, they were all tuning into the debates last week, so yeah. they, they might know. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> So after that, so we had some stuff backstage happen with Bailey and Sasha. It looks like they're simpatico. They're on the same page uh, going into tonight's title match. Uh, came back, had Kevin Owens responding to Seth Rollins coming up. But uh, one thing they did confirm, though, that we didn't mention earlier is Rusev versus Reigns for Hell in the Cell. Um, mm. Interesting they're doing it this far out. I mean, we're what, like uh, three weeks away from that pay-per-view? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to. I mean, if if yeah. if that's your cell match, if I mean, I don't know how many they're going to do. I'm, I'm guessing there'll probably be two. Um, but if that, you know, we're not that far away. So yeah, you got to start pushing them, and they, they've only pushed once. I, I mean, I, right now they haven't really done much of a build for the second, unless it's Rollins and Owens in, in a Hell in a Cell. Um, but but yeah, I think uh, I think you got to. Yeah. yeah. So what'd you think of uh, the Jericho and Owens? segment and sort of uh their uh their reaction to to everything that was said 
with um, where Rollins is coming from and uh, their whole thing with uh, Kutcher and Masterson tonight. I thought it was good. I was, I'm always entertained. Anything those two touch, I'm generally entertained by it. I thought I I thought this was awesome. I mean, well, are we talking about the uh, the well, first the promo in the ring? Yeah, the first promo. The first in the ring. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, um, and it made sense. And and Jericho suggesting they go after the tag titles, and Kevin Owens is not crazy about it because he's already world champ. And and then Jericho, you know, saying, well, you know, then I might. I'm, it's not like I'm coming after your belt. That changes my. I thought that was I thought it was perfect. That new day coming out. Uh, they had that one really rough line on Owens where Owens talked about them jumping the shark and, and Wood said that he, has, he hasn't jumped over anything. Um, and uh, I thought this was the best segment that New Day's been in, in a while. And I, I thought this might have been the best. Uh, this was probably the best non, non, you know, outside the women's title match. This was probably the best thing on the show. It was. Yep. What do you guys think about this? I can't, I can't remember, pardon me, if it's a bit of a jumble between uh, last week and uh, last week's episode and today, but I thought it was interesting um, in them calling out Rollins as being dangerous, a dangerous in-ring worker. Who? Owens was calling that out, uh, and pardon me again, because I watched both episodes literally back. But yeah, that was last week. Yeah, but as, just okay. that angle of just them like very meta calling out, you know, the people like obviously Bret Hart famously has called Rollins a dangerous worker, listing off the people that he injured, and then Owens saying him taking him out makes him the most dangerous. Yeah, worker. I think it was just a one-week promo thing to get over him injuring Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I thought it was interesting. Uh, but just, so on the on the level of non-interesting, um, Sami Zayn versus Titus O'Neil. <sighs> Uh, yeah, that was something. So what, what did you think about this, that Sami Zayn won, yet this was supposed to be Titus's new gimmick with the Titus brand, Titus everything. I mean, they, they built that up. And then, so I was assumed, I was like, well, if he's got a new gimmick, he must be winning this match. But no, right. Sami Zayn took him out, made short work of him. Uh, I mean, Matt is yeah. just further proof that Vince McMahon is still pissed at Titus, you know, between the Father's Day, <laughs> making lose on the 4th of July, and now like, oh, hey, buddy, you got a new gimmick. No, but you're going to lose, too. I mean, is this just the punishment never end? Uh, no, it's just giving him something different to do. And come on. I mean, there, I, didn't, I still didn't think he was going to go over this match. I thought best case scenario for him, something happens where he gets DQ'd and looks like an absolute monster somehow at the end of it all but nonetheless he still would have lost um that's really it uh, it's just uh, i would like to see him do um good lord what's wrong with me i'd love to see um sammy doing something more a little something oh, yeah. more important at the moment but he's still in that holding pattern for whatever rhyme or reason yeah same as like neville and i mean there's like a lot of talented guys oh my God, for a yeah. three hour show that you got and you're not yes. you know doing more with them you got 30 guys on your creative team, you know, look at these guys and oh give them Lord. something. They have 30 now. Is that true? 30? Yeah. You've got yeah, so it, to be it's, it's hovering around the 30 mark. Yeah. So uh, there's really no excuse why you can't be utilizing uh, that, the talent better. Well, they, I think they just need to build Sammy enough. So during <laughs> Owen's title reign, they can do, you know, a pay-per-view main event with the two of them. But I don't think Sammy's at that level. right? No, I don't think so either. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because they're That's not, not his fault. Like, no, that it's is not. not his fault. But they're not doing anything to get him to that. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so frustrating. Uh, so uh, speaking of uh, how the mighty have fallen, uh, Luke Kellos and Carl Anderson going up against the Golden Truth. Uh, <laughs> at <laughs> least <laughs> at least they got a win here. <laughs> yeah. You know, they could have I mean, easily went the other way. <laughs> 
so now Gallows and Anderson are not doing comedy anymore. So, and they said it themselves tonight, which I thought was nice of them pointing out that they're the only legitimate non-comedy. Well, they refer to it as the clown car uh, in the tag team division. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're the legit guys. So maybe this is the start of them, you know, showing some dominance. And if you got to start somewhere. I guess the Golden Truth yeah. is literally at the bottom. Yep, That's, you hit everything on the head right there. Yeah, who do you have to feud with though? There's like no tag teams outside of. That's why you saw what you saw tonight. There is not. You're you're. That's exactly what's happened. Right. I mean, there's not even that many tag teams for them to squash. You know, you got Golden yeah. Truth, and I can't even name name anyone else. You know, because New Day's busy, and Shining Stars have got their own thing uh, with Enzo <laughs> and Cass, I think. So I don't know. I was secretly hoping the Shining Stars were going to come out during that Susan G. Komen segment. I was just like, this is – then all the women won a belt in a trip to Puerto Rico. I was just <laughs> fingers crossed for that one. Uh, but, yeah, I thought you know the match with the Golden Truth, I will say this. They carried the first minute or two of the match, at least making the Golden Truth, giving them a little moment of credibility to where it wasn't just a complete squash. I mean, we know that you know Golden Truth can wrestle, and I like that they at least left that in. I don't think it was ever in doubt, though, who was going to win. At least they got an entrance. Yeah, well, Exactly. <laughs> It's the song, man. I'm convinced Vince just loves the song because he knows the kids love the hip hop. Uh, the yeah. hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him saying that. Yeah. yeah uh, so, uh, so okay. So from there, we had the Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson, uh, which was built up during the week in the promos leading up to tonight. Yeah. Uh, coming in, they were on commentary versus Owens and Jericho versus the New Day. Um, which, uh, yeah, was was interesting. Uh, that that was wasn't that was stipulated as a non-title match also i believe um but yeah uh, what, what did you think of of that celebrity guest appearance and how they handled that i mean i guess on a scale of uh you know jeremy piven to hugh jackman where where did uh uh where did this this fall? Summerfest. um you know i think uh as far as celebrity uh celebrity cameos went this was one of the better ones and i think it was all because of jericho uh, their backstage stuff with Jericho and Owens, I thought was just gold. I thought Jericho uh, just made that segment when he did that little turnaround yeah. at the end, and yeah. that was awesome. So, you know, I was dreading that segment, and I thought that Jericho <laughs> just made it work as well as it possibly could have. Yep. No, and but that then, was good. It was the commentary. The I thought commentary, we then burying Kevin Owens on commentary. Was, <laughs> what was you know. that tonight? I feel like Kevin Owens. I mean, uh, you know, is this the first time that like people have full out like called Kevin Owens fat? Oh, uh-huh. they've been doing it for a while. Remember, but it they... seems like it hasn't been. It's been a while since, though. It's been this like lampshaded. You know? This was a lot for this one show because Xavier Woods made that crack about how he's yeah. not able to jump over anything, and then you had these guys just tearing him to shreds. And when you got, you know, you you know, Vince McMahon thinks a lot of you know what celebrities think, and when he they're on commentary burying this guy, you know, you got to wonder if it makes an effect. <sighs> I think he normally, yes, you're right, but not when it's his flagship show's champion. I know that sounds Markish to say, but it's his company. That's his number one title. It's on his number one show. Um, he'll never look at that any differently. Um, I don't know. I, I, I see both sides of it. I do. I, I think you can't ignore the elephant in the room. But <laughs> Double entendre there, I guess. Um, but nonetheless, it, it – 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. You, you know, know I, this is this goes back to what we talked about last week. Is he, he should change up his something. something because no one ever called the big boss man fat, you know, or no, ripping on right. his weight because he he built this character and this this badass character, same as Bam Bam Bigelow. It's you, know, you didn't have people just ripping ripping them as fat on commentary. Ridiculous character, Hakeem the African Dream. Right. Like they, they, like it's ridiculous as that. I don't know if that was because of the, the the era, maybe, and people weren't shooting at the time as much. And nowadays, it's a it's an every, you know everyday thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell him to wear. I, I don't know. I just know I love what he does in that ring, and I love him on the mic. He's my favorite character. Yeah. No, I think he's fantastic, and I think it's just you know his look is different, but I think it works. He is old school in that sense. I think like it's good. I think we the business needs this. I'm sorry to cut you off, Glenn. I, I I meant to say that earlier. I think the business needs this. Yeah. Um, coming from the big, you know, quote unquote, uh, um, big jacked up giant, um, you would think I wouldn't want that. No, I grew up watching the guys of all different shapes and sizes, and and, and it's important to have that in our business. Kids need to be able to see that they can achieve something like this. And they don't have to be all roided out and, and, and the, the roided look, if you will. You know, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you have skill or talent. You know, you actually have to have skill and talent. And he's um, agile. He's very agile. Oh, my God. He's athletic he's, as hell. Yeah, I don't think anyone will doubt he's a fantastic wrestler. I think... Uh, I just think the cosmetic... Like you said the, cosmetically... Yeah, the fact that it comes to people's minds a lot quicker than it has with other... I don't know. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you froze up there for a second. So yeah. I didn't same know. Like, okay. Um, yeah, I was just saying, it's just for some reason with him, it comes up more than other people with similar physiques in the past. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, though, it doesn't help that he's teaming with Chris Jericho, who has benefited immensely from one of our sponsors, DDP Yoga. If you don't know by now, DDP Yoga has changed countless lives, and many of the past and current roster have benefited immensely from it. Not only Chris Jericho, Scott Hall, Jake Roberts, Mick Foley, they all swear by DDP Yoga. And now DDP has taken it to another level with the DDP Yoga Now app on iOS and Android devices. So you've got no excuse because you can take it anywhere. And the cool thing about their app is that you can not only track your DDP Yoga workouts, you can hook it up to a Bluetooth heart rate monitor, track your calories and heart rate in real time. So when you're out running errands, you're at the gym, you're on your DDP yoga mat, you know what your fitness level is. All the fitness tracking features, including pain tracking, measurements, progress photos, and more are completely free in the DDP Yoga Now app. And subscribers won't get tired of doing the same workouts because they've added completely new DDP Yoga 2.0 workouts, weekly live workouts straight from the DDP Yoga Performance Center, and motivational messages every Monday from DDP himself. He even hosts his own cooking show on the app, showing you how to make healthy food taste amazing. Now, for a limited time, you can get the DDP Yoga DVDs for 15% off, plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestlinginc. Stop procrastinating. Get started now with DDP Yoga. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, so after that match, we had, uh, you know, Seth Rollins and Stephanie backstage uh, building stuff up a little bit more, uh, really, you know, talking about his uh, his interference that he had in the previous match at the end of the, the Jericho Owens match. Um and from there, we went to uh, another cruiserweight match with uh, Tony. Uh, is it Nisi? Is that right? Nice. Nice. Tony Nice versus Rich Swan. I mean, we talked about this earlier. I thought their in-ring action was great. But aside from sort of their bit of a 
bit of a nod to uh, Rich Swan's, you know, hard upbringing and adversities overcome. I felt like I really didn't know much about what the story was going into this match. Yeah, and and that inset promo from Tony was was pretty cringeworthy. I thought. Yeah, um, and they taped it. That wasn't live. I, they almost done another tape. Almost all of these inset promos they do are terrible, regardless of who they are. Real quick, when they do that, guys, everybody backstage is welcome by watch, especially when you're a newbie. All the top stars, sometimes Vince, everybody's walking by and watching you cut that promo. If there's a time where you're going to be, you know what, and in your pants, it's then when you're brand new, especially an undersized newcomer. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, in general, I just feel like it's, it's very 80s, those inset promos. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 there's just nothing natural about them. And so. And it reminds me more actually of um, like American Ninja Warrior or, uh, or Matt going back to your past, like American Gladiators, like having a little yeah. quote from the person like, I'm going to rock this event. You know, it's like one of those, like <laughs> we're all hyped yes. up to go and do it things. So like, it's very tricky to do those correctly. And in this case, I feel like they're not even putting in the effort to try. That's what I was just going to say, Glenn. I was by, at the tip of my tongue, the, it's like the writing team is giving this no thought. They're not trying to talk, you know, talk to these guys behind the scenes. At least I don't think they are, and trying to get to know who they are. And their job is to take that, and transition it into some sort of natural conversation on television. Promo is supposed to be some is supposed to be conversational, not what we're watching. It's brutal. Well, let me ask you something, Matt, real quick. Since uh, he's a fellow podcast host, uh, how was Vince uh, Russo with working? with you back when, when you were in TNA. The, I, I'm not just blowing smoke because I would love to bury him right now because I love <laughs> Ribbon Vince. Uh, after Jim, after JC, Cornette, um, he's probably my sec- he's probably my fa- uh, second favorite person to work with as far as promos go and being able to come up to him and discuss things. And I didn't always agree with things with Vince, but you could at least voice your opinion. And he'd let me try new things and it, definitely got my character the most out of anybody else that I'd worked with in WWE or TNA as far as being on TV goes. But before that in OVW, Cornette got me the best. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, Tony Nese won. Uh, you know, I thought, again, the, wrestl- the wrestling is good. These guys, they're very good in the ring. It's just, I just, I just want motivation to know what the stakes are. I just want to care a little bit. That's all I'm really asking for. Yeah, and I, they do have to introduce it. So I, their way of introducing it is just throwing these cold matches out. Um, yeah. But, you know, hopefully, you know, this is just the beginning. And hopefully, yeah. you know, we will see more of that as, as it goes on. And if they don't give them storylines, why don't we just bring out guys that juggle and have them juggle in the center of the ring? Don't say that too loud. (laughs) (laughs) A juggling wrestler. Vince, write it down. Sure, that's that's, that's a gimmick. Um, So uh, as predicted uh, in the buildup to Clash of the Champions, Cesaro and Sheamus, being a tag team now, had a match against some enhancement talent. Speaking to what you were saying, Matt, about the tag division, yeah, they're bringing in enhancement guys. For them uh, to win over, what do you think of uh, that pairing and how that's working out with the sort of odd couple thing and them beating uh, uh, Mark Carradine and Raul White? Hey, at least you give the guys their, uh, <laughs> you know, their name pop. Good job, Glenn. Um, uh, I think they make an interesting odd couple. I, I can tell you, creative still doesn't have anything for them. I know people probably think they do, but they don't. That's what they do when creative is still putting somebody in a holding pattern, if you will. Yeah. And they always think they can go to Sheamus and, and, and steal main events here and there. And to do that, you know, you still got to keep them on TV. Um, I think they're doing more damage with him by doing that. Um, 
but yet his matches versus you know Cesaro have been really really good. You know, um, it's it's a tough spot, but they put themselves here. You know, the, them being creative by making those guys go that long in singles matches together, and now where they are, it was so predictable that they were doing this. It was so foreseeable and. Sometimes it's okay to be predictable in wrestling. This was not a time, in my opinion, where it was good to be predictable. Yeah, it, it's, it just seemed – all their segments seemed forced. And, and they just don't have that comedic chemistry, you know. To, I mean, again, we're, we're only in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll see if it changes. But Cesaro, you know, he's a, he can be a great promo, but he's a serious promo. Yes. Uh, he's not a funny guy. And yes. kind of put him in this comedy situation. It's just like – is, I don't think it's going to do him any favors. You're right. In fact, I think they, them against Gallows and Anderson, I think would be a good, good feud You're to do and build. Please. I pay yeah. money to watch that bell. Once the bell rings, I would pay to see that. Yeah. The and I think they up, could do that with, with some light, not, not even light comedy, but with a sense, they could, they could they have a sense of humor, but they're not comedy acts. And I think that, C- that would work fine. Cesaro, Seamus is good enough to do his, his stuff because yeah. he's done it long enough. He's been on television established enough. Cesaro gets too cute sometimes, and he doesn't need to do that. You know, I, I don't know why they keep trying to think. Oh, we need to bring out his character. We need to bring out his character. Look, he's been on TV long enough now, where we get what the Swiss Superman is about. He was most over when he was doing what? When he was getting over with his wrestling ability versus John Cena and mm-hmm. doing all these crazy feats of strength in his matches. He was super impressive, and that was a time to pull the trigger on him, and they missed it. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully they they have these segments die out over the next couple of weeks and have them gel as a tag team yeah. and the comedy and make them. A, I mean, you can make them a legit threat and at least uh, mm-hmm. you know it, it it has them doing something and they could do a split down the road. Um, mm-hmm. But the comedy is not working. And if it is comedy though, Raj, it's got to be on Sheamus. Yeah, right. You know, it does. Yeah. So well, I want to talk about the main event. I want to talk about what they said up backstage with Bailey and Dana. But first, did, I don't know. Did you guys catch that promo for Emma? And what's what's it now? The evolution, the Emma Lisa or something like oh, Emmalina. They're changing her name. They're doing yeah. Some Emma's becoming Emmalina, and they showed all these like uh, hot pictures that she's been posting on Instagram. She actually has. She looks way different than she did back uh, when she was with Santino. Well, that was Would a long you? time ago. She also dropped the dance moves, which I think she it should. Wasn't bring that back. long ago, but she looks yeah. completely different. <laughs> yeah, no, she looks good, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I liked her sort of badass biker uh, motorcycle cop glasses and you know, the shit she I was did doing for the interview. I yeah, did I too. It was great. Yeah, I felt yeah. like they hadn't really completely tried that out. So um, yeah, no, no, no. Emma was she was like a white Rihanna, like like <laughs> like her look. It's pretty yeah, badass. Yeah, just yeah, just. You could tell she had an edge. Uh, you don't mess with her at a club, or she'll she'll kick your ass. Yeah, so I'm curious what is going to be coming back, you know, and seeing how it works. I wonder if we're going to get another remix of her theme. Um, and she's know. money in the ring, as you guys already know. She's yeah, awesome she in the ring. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping there's something for her, right? I mean, because it's it's like uh, in the in the dance card thing. It's like if you know, Naya, Alicia, maybe if Paige finally gets cleared and yeah, comes Paige back. Paige is getting surgery. Yeah, so Paige is out for a while. Yeah. See Alicia. So, uh, yeah. Bye Alicia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Emma versus Nia. That's that's solid. I, I don't see that. Yeah, uh, but they so. they probably have her squash Emma. So I think you got to give her something that she she can win uh, when she gets back. Well, maybe even Bailey because. Uh, but it seemed tonight like I mean that's the setup, right? So we're gonna go Bailey Dana now. Yeah, that's what it looks like. 
Yeah, and I like that. I thought that was good. I liked that, uh, you know, Dana pushed her too far. Bailey stood up for herself. I thought that was a good uh, setup. And I, again, it's the whole thing, you know, it's like more storylines, like actual storylines in the women's division, I think will uh, help flesh it out and really give it that that weight and prominence that they've been telling us they're doing now with this mm-hmm. women's evolution angle. Um, but uh, so, so Paige is getting surgery. Emma, they're going to keep, I guess, teasing for a couple weeks before bringing her back. Yeah, that's what I, I would guess. Usually when they start doing this, they debut them after the next pay-per-view. So I'd guess that they do these vignettes and tell hell in the cell. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, going to the main event. So we talked about it at the top of the show and uh, we do have more coming up. And after this, I just want to let our listeners know we're going to talk about what's going on with TNA. We're going to talk about Alberto Del Rio. But just the match itself with Charlotte and Sasha, I know at the beginning we talked about, you know, the title changing, all very stoked for Sasha with that. How did you think that match ranked amongst the other matchups they've had building up to this? Because they've had quite a few, uh, you know, barn burners leading up to third, this. Third best. Third, third best? best, but no question. Nope. <laughs> it was we just- so good that it knocked Matt offline. Yeah, we'll be back uh, in a second. But Raja, what what did you what did you think of this compared to you know when Sasha won the belt the first time, SummerSlam, all all the you know uh, career threatening injuries Sasha was subjecting herself to potentially compared to tonight? I thought it was good. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was real good, but th- there were a few botched spots here and there. Um, I thought their match in NXT was better, but mm-hmm. it was it was definitely good. I mean, it. Uh, but you're kind of back to where. I mean, maybe that's what they wanted to do is kind of get back to where where they were, uh, you know, before SummerSlam because that SummerSlam title change was kind of a last minute thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I know what you mean with this, with the botches. It seemed to me Charlotte's backflip, the spiral backflip she did, it seemed like it didn't quite connect how they were wanting it to. They showed, I think, a different angle on the replay to make it look a little better. Yeah, yeah, but you know, th- that being said, they, you know, I, I don't think they need to do that many high risk moves in a match. Maybe do one. Yeah. Uh, I know you really want it. You, you feel like you're in the wrong main event. You really have to over deliver. But you know, sometimes doing less is more, and just That's just telling that story in the yeah. ring. That's the only part I was surprised by because with that being the raw main event, it seemed like going into it, it was like, oh man, I hope. Hope tonight's not the night that Sasha overplays her hand with some of these risky moves. Right. Um, so, um, but maybe they're scaling it back, you know, scaling that aspect of it back. And tonight was sort of recentering that to where they're going to do stuff, but not, yeah, potentially threaten their viability yeah. and uh, ability to perform. So that was cool. So uh, we'll see if Matt comes back. But uh, yeah, they're all in all, they're having a storm, and I guess their electricity flashed. Oh, gotcha, off, so. gotcha. So uh, obviously, did you? How much of a uh, ratings rebound do you predict tonight after the the debate last week, even going up against football? I'm guessing they probably get back to the two point six, two point seven range. Uh, yeah. I think any. It, I felt like this wasn't a loaded show by any means. Um, you know, the women's title match, it's good, but it's not like something that's going to draw huge ratings. So uh, I don't think uh, I definitely don't see there. I don't think they're going to get back to that 3 million mark uh, before football season's over. And who knows how much of their audience erodes by the time it's over, if they will get back to that. And that's, that was always considered a, a, a low mark. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Do you think that, uh, I mean, keeping the ratings high is obviously important, but you know, when's their TV deal expire with USA? I think it's, I think there's still a couple more years. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering almost if by that point, the business will have changed enough that it won't be as 
necessary, but probably because I mean they're getting what like it was a hundred million dollar deal or something like that. It's, it's an insane it's amount like, of money. Yeah, I, like, I, I got to double check, but it's a, it's a lot of money. But you know they were they did it with the expectations of the ratings that they signed up with then, yeah. and uh, yeah, they're I mean they're getting to to new lows. I mean again, last week was a little. Uh, you, you, I don't know if you, if you can really uh, factor that in with the, uh, but you know, the other weeks before that you're under 3 million now. And uh, yeah, that's not what they signed up for. And same thing with going to SmackDown, moving it live. You know, the whole reason was to, you know, jump ratings up and, and they're back to where they were, you know, when they were taped. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not good. And tonight, Okay, so tonight, mystery solved for everyone that was wondering, hey, remember that shooter show with Ryan Phillippe that SmackDown Live originally was supposed to go live the week that launched, uh, and then it just disappeared because of all the actual mass shootings that happened? November. Barring no other national tragedy, shooter with Ryan Phillippe will be on USA in November. Hmm. They confirmed that tonight. Uh, Hard news, folks. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, he was there tonight. It was Hollywood. But uh, but that was the thing we were talking about. That was the original thing with SmackDown Live. Part of the reason why they chose that date was to coincide with the premiere right. of that. And then everything went uh, sideways. Uh, but uh, so, Matt, uh, your final thoughts on uh, the, the, ma- the title match tonight. Uh, Raj and I were talking about how it was, you know, lower risk taking tonight. And it was a little more subdued compared to their. Sorry, guys. We're having a storm here. My electricity went on and off. Um, it was phenomenal i think it was the third best of the the ones i've seen them including their nxt matches um they had, what a great video package huh how mm-hmm. awesome was that video package leading yeah i wish they would have showed a lot of that before you know to so good to, yeah it was really yeah that was awesome um, i think hope they're starting to do that more because they did that for the miz on smackdown last week too and i mean i love that i think they've got this archive yes. of footage get an intern to comb through it and put these together it raises the stakes dramatically there was a couple of uh you know uh, match wise there's a couple of you know flub ups in there here or there but i mean Charlotte is one hell of an athlete. Uh, I mean, I hate to make a match about one move, but I, when she went up there, I was like, uh, when me and my wife were watching, I said, Dude, there's no way that, little, that Sasha could catch her. There's no way that Charlotte can land this cleanly and safe. There's just no way. And then she hit the corkscrew on top of the moonsault. I was like, holy crap. I hate to mark out over a move, but she really is genetically superior. She's exactly what her gimmick is. And holy crap, uh, that, that that match was more than just that move. Um, it was a phenomenal set of false finishes. I love the storytelling of going into last week's finish and, you know, and having Sasha be the babyface who's learned from her mistakes and flip it around and still reverse out of it into the bank statement nonetheless and get the win. It was awesome. It really was a great match. And that crowd was kind of getting tired toward the end of the night. And for them to react that they were, the way that they were, says a lot about the girls the girls did a great job no it definitely got a huge reaction um so why don't uh raj bring everyone up to speed on the news about what's happening with alberto del rio i know wrestling inc has the story on this but he no showed a triple a event yeah so he was scheduled for a triple a event um last night in in monterey mexico and yeah no showed the event and uh the promoter said they had heard from him that morning that he was going to be there and then there were like you know some reports online that del rio was in orlando which is where the bound for glory pay-per-view was uh but yeah del rio uh tonight uh 
released some stuff on Instagram and, and he apparently was stabbed and he was outside. He, I guess there was uh, what they just, they said a, a criminal was at, at a restaurant with a knife and uh, outside the restaurant, there was an altercation. The guy just stabbed Del Rio several times in the arm and, and uh, I'll have to double check, but it Jeez. almost looked like an, it, one of it hit his head. Um, but then he says that he's going to be wrestling at this weekend's UK events. Uh, so apparently it, the injuries weren't too serious. A police report was filed. Um, AAA issued a statement because they were, they were obviously very upset with Del Rio yesterday, El Patron yesterday. Uh, but you know, today they issued a statement saying they wished him well, they, they, you know, felt bad for what happened, but yeah, it's crazy. He got stabbed it um, is. outside of a restaurant. So, wow. but he's, he'll be back in action, uh, this weekend in the UK. Cool. God so what's, what's oh, I'm sorry, Matt, what was going to say? I just say God bless him. That's that's yeah. That if that's probably one of the the best excuses for uh, no showing. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? uh, so uh, so Raj, what's the latest going on with TNA and its potential sale? Well, yeah. So TNA um, last week it looked like you know like either either going to get new ownership or uh, fold. I mean that's that's really what it was looking like. It was. Uh, pretty much up to Billy Corgan or Airlux to kind of come up with a deal, either fund the shows or, or it goes away. And Dixie Carter, uh, according to the New York post, uh, this some third party, uh, funded the taping. So we're still back to where we were. Uh, no one has majority. I mean, Dixie Carter still has majority ownership, uh, no change in ownership, but they are funded for this week. So the television tapings that they taped this week will last through, I believe it's either the end of November or early December. So they got a little bit of breathing room to figure this out. <laughs> Knowing their history, they probably won't. But because uh, who knows what kind of deal they made with this third party, unless it was, you know, Dixie's parents giving her a loan. Uh, you know, did they get another, uh, did they get a stake of ownership in the company? If so, that adds another layer of complications to the whole deal. Hold up. So th- that's actually happened before where they've been like literally week to week as far as, their ownership goes as far as them having the finances to run the taping. Uh, yeah, I mean, the you know, Billy Corgan was saying the last, Jeez. I believe it was three tapings. He kind of had to ch- sign the check at the the final minute, like as wow. they're going live. I mean, it wow. was like that is. I'm not just saying this because I work. I'm sorry, Raj. I'm not saying this because I worked there. That company, uh, guys, this was this was the only alternative out there. I know people like Ring of Honor. They like uh, try, they go, these other, these other uh, companies, New Japan, all that crap. But this was a real legitimate secondary company. You know what I mean? And I, I'm not the same because I worked there either. Um, that That's really, that's really crappy to hear. You know, as a former employee of that company, that's sad. Um, because there's a lot of good talent out there that that deserves to be on television, deserves to be stars, that deserve to be entertaining you, the fans. And for whatever rhyme or reason, they might not fit in Vince's little square, you know, square um, opening at the moment, you know, because it might be a circle, if you will. Um, but there's other fans out there that enjoy watching these 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 talents and these guys go and these girls. And that's a damn shame that it's come to this because I, again, not because I worked there, during my time there we had a roster that I definitely would have put on paper against Monday Night Raw as well as SmackDown, and I felt we would have held our damn own. I really believe that. I'd say right around from 
end of 07 through about, let's say 2010-ish. I felt very strong about that roster. Yeah, and uh, they were doing, you know, at, before they uh, got kicked off a of spike, they were doing over a million viewers a week, you know. I mean, there was, uh, there was a time when they hit 2 million viewers. There were a couple of times they hit 2 million viewers. Raw last week was, you know, what or SmackDown last week was like 2.3 million. So uh, that just shows you like kind of where, you know, where they had almost gotten to. And, and uh, it, you know, it, a lot of people have a lot of different reasons for what happened, but uh, they had an offer from Toby Keith and Jeff Jarrett, you yeah. know, a few years ago. Yeah. And if they, if Dixie would have taken that offer, they probably would still be on spike or there's at least a better chance that they would have kept that TV deal. And uh, and she didn't, and it was because she wanted a uh, like a managerial title uh, in the company, and and that has led us to to where we're at now. Man, wow, that's sad. As a fan, that's sad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the WWE is going to be as complacent as they, oh, have, and we've seen this over you know over, over time and time again. Until someone is kicking their butt, they will just sit on their laurels and let yeah. things go as they're going. Yeah, and. Uh, the, a strong TNA would be the best thing for the industry. Yep. Yeah, I mean, competition, you know, it's, it's good, really good for everyone, uh, and especially the viewers. And, and people at home be like, what do you get? Yeah, get, okay, Matt, you're being pro-TNA a little bit here. Settle down there, Chief. You guys were nowhere near them in the ratings. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we did enough at the time. I was there, and I have old friends in WWE that were watching Impact at the time, okay, that we did enough to make them write their show somewhat differently. I know that for fact. Right. And, and, you know, again, we're talking about the audience, right? When you're talking about TNA, when it was doing 1.2, 1.4 million, that's more than pretty much all non-WWE shows combined right now. You know, Lucha Underground's doing 100, you know, ROH, who knows what they're doing, but it's probably three to four, you know, five tops, you know, and, and TNA now is at three, three to 400. So they, all of the shows now added up don't add up to what TNA was doing there for a while, you know, at the end. Of, of spike so it, it's really sad as a fan it's, it's sad yeah. to see what's going on i keep hoping that there's gonna be a big hail mary you know um matt was this when you were in tna when the the rumors of paul Heyman coming in yeah. were happening what yep. was what was the reaction backstage at, at, with with that it was possibility a, it was a very fast one i recall very quickly um i don't know how long it lasted online but as far as backstage went maybe two weeks the guys talk you know the guys were hoping paul would come in um, Paul was going to make, a, from what I understand, a very dramatic change. Like everybody would have been, if you're a certain age and above, you'd be out, kind of a thing. That would have probably did someone like me at the time, actually. Now, you know, because I would have been above probably that age um, of new talent. That because he wanted to, in my understanding, make a complete. Hi, Matt. <laughs> and he was he was going too. I was really interested. Let me uh, uh, let me text him real quick. Um, but yeah, it uh, it's it's one of the most excited I had ever been for TNA was when I when it looked like Paul Heyman might be coming in. Well, that'd be and, huge. Oh yeah, and it it looked like you know there were there were definitely in talks, and you know it didn't work out at the last minute. Instead, they brought in Tommy Dreamer because Dixie Carter you know, uh, announced the surprise before she had it done. And then they did their own version of an ECW pay-per-view. Um, but yeah. Um, and no truth to the rumors now that Hogan with his Gawker money is going to step up. 
Jeez, oh, I, I, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Um, it, 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 first of all, he hasn't gotten the Gawker money. That's true. And who knows how much of it will get? You know, he'll have to take piece, you know, shreds in bankruptcy court. Uh, you know, if he wasn't bankrolled in this thing, and and again, if he wasn't bankrolled in this thing, he would have probably settled way early. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but by being bankrolled, you know, the guy wanted him to stay till the end, and. And so he couldn't settle. He could have gotten a lot more, you know, he could have gotten more money than he'll probably end up getting. Um, but Sorry yeah. about that, guys. We're having a horrible storm here. Uh, no problem. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and continue with just the, that, the just that, like It was about two weeks worth of rumors. A lot of guys were excited. A lot of guys, you know, someone like me who was above the quote-unquote um, age that Paul was looking to keep talent on board with, you know, were probably a little bit nervous. But I don't remember more than a week worth um, well, what Heyman had said um, in interviews after is that he wanted, as far as the older talent, he was thinking like Sting, Hogan, those guys. And he was saying, yeah, Sting and Hogan are great, but you keep one of those guys and, and not, you know, not everyone. As far as I think he meant like the legends. I, I, I wouldn't think that you would you would fall into that age group because he was talking about pushing beer money and like wanting to, you know, and, and I, and I'd worked with him a little bit as a rookie and I was looking forward to him coming in, you know, to TNA, you know, because it, it would be my opportunity to work with him now with a little bit more of a skill set, a little bit bigger tool belt. And then more importantly, just being a big seven foot sponge and shutting up and learning from him. You know, I, I was stoked for about a week, you know, then I started hearing about that age cutoff thing. And then I was, <laughs> you know, then by then, by that time it hit literally the next day, it, the rumor changed to something that he wasn't coming. Yeah, and that's when Tommy Dreamer came in, and you guys did that—that that, the oh, TNA yeah. version of the ECW paper. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so of course, Wrestling Inc. Stay tuned to the site; there'll be all the updates there. And uh, if something mm -hmm. happens on uh, before Wednesday, before our SmackDown Live recap episode, uh, you know, we'll definitely talk about it then. But the site will have all the late breaking developments. Now, quickly, Raj, you want to spoil the TV taping news? We can give people ample warning if they don't want to be spoiled about upcoming TNA episodes. Yeah, if you don't want to be, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled with uh, the upcoming TNA Impact Wrestling episodes, uh, just stop now. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. So go ahead and stop now. You've got plenty of time. <laughs> All right. So at tonight's television tapings, Eddie Edwards defeated Bobby Lashley to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, TNA just had their what they consider their, their WrestleMania last night, and. You know, they didn't do a world title change there, but they did it at the Impact Wrestling tapings. Eddie Edwards, have all the respect in the world for Eddie Edwards, but TNA, they do these title changes sometimes that don't they don't help the the wrestler. You know, like Chris Saban won the TNA World Championship. It did nothing for him. Uh, just throwing it on someone that's talented without a, a proper build, it just hasn't worked. Uh, hasn't worked for them. Matt, what are your thoughts? One million percent on the money with uh, Chris Saban reference. Chris is a good friend of mine. I was excited for him, but they did no, they did him no favors to set him up in a situation to help build the company into a bigger brand by him being the champion. Um, same thing here. Um, Eddie Edwards is a nice guy, fantastic in the ring. He's improved immensely. He's fun to watch. He's not a heavyweight champion. Yeah, at least not, not not yet. They didn't do enough to build him into this yet. You know, I, I maybe it's me being out of touch. Maybe it's me not watching Impact enough. It could be that I don't know. But Bobby Lashley, you know, he's improved immensely as well. He's a dominator in that ring. He screams main event. I don't know if that. Well, 
If you're going to pull the trigger, do it at last night's pay-per-view. Don't do it at a taping. Right. And, and it, it help me, let me know for the people that don't follow Tina if this would be an apt, uh, apt comparison. But would it be like uh, Sami Zayn beating Brock Lesnar? Or not quite, but getting close to that for the title. In, in TNA's world, yes, I can see that 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 comparison. Yes, but yeah, not as bad. That's not as bad. And, and when yeah, you say true. that, I'm like, guys, what are you talking about? That would be freaking awesome, <laughs> like and totally like justified. Because if anyone could well, do it, it's Sami Zayn. All right. What what about uh, yeah yeah? Sami's popular. I, I I don't think Eddie is. Uh, Eddie's a great wrestler, but he's just not there yet. And is it is there one more popular between the two? Um, between Sammy and Eddie, no Eddie Edwards and his uh, what was his partner? Davy Richards. Yeah, wasn't um, Davey, wasn't Davy the more popular of the two? I always thought he was at Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they've they've always been a popular tag team, but uh, I always thought David was kind of like I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so that's uh, that's coming up, and TNA's got tapings all week. They could I could easily see them changing it back. Uh, you know, this is just this will probably be a cliffhanger for a couple of weeks and, and changing it. But who knows? Uh, stay tuned to the site for for more spoilers uh, throughout the week. Uh, we got No Mercy uh, this Sunday. Matt Morgan, myself, and Vince Russo will be back here after that pay per view to cover that. And uh, me and Glenn will be back on Wednesday. Yeah, talk about SmackDown Live. Cool. So thanks everyone for tuning into the podcast. Thanks for checking out our coverage of Monday Night Raw. And if you like it, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, follow us all on Twitter. You can find our handles there. Matt, anything you want to plug before we take us out here? Yes, just my two sponsors, Muscle Sports Magazine at musclesportmag.com, as well as 5% Nutrition at 5%nutrition.com. My uh, Twitter and Instagrams, both at BP, Matt Morgan. Cool, man. And Raj, everyone should stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for the latest on TNA and everything else going on in the world of wrestling. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be a busy week. Cool. So until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and I'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.